Welcome to the Stream Roots Podcast, where you'll learn how God's unchanging truth can be applied in our ever-changing world. Through conversations with pastors and ministry leaders, you'll be encouraged, equipped, and challenged in your walk with Christ. Stream Roots is designed for pastors and leaders in the church, but is helpful for all people. And now your host, Pastor Mark Pospisil. So glad to have you join us for this episode on gathering and service planning and ideas. With me is my friend and producer of Streamroots, the John Blosser. How's it going, John? It's going, bud. You look so different. I took my hat off. I know. I don't like it. Okay. I'll put it back on. <laughs> Everything okay with you? Yeah, man. It's good. I uh, need a haircut really bad. <laughs> All right. But other than that, everything's good. All right, I can I can let you borrow the fifteen bucks. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's rough, man. Uh, today we have a special guest for this episode, Pastor Caleb Combs. Caleb is the lead pastor of the River Church in Holly, and also the gathering pastor for all of the River churches. Caleb, thanks for being on the show. Really grateful for that. Can you share a little bit about your family and ministry with us? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for. Uh... Just allow me to be a part of this today and just excited to talk about gatherings and service planning. Um, as you shared, my name is uh, Caleb. I'm a, a, the gathering pastor. And so what that looks like for all of our our eight locations of the river um, is uh, I plan and um, strategically plan all of our, our service gatherings together. And so we have uh, many of them. And so I lead all the different teams, but uh, love to get to do that. I eat dream and sleep about gatherings. That's the bad part. <laughs> so that's, that's the reality. And so my wife, my wife is horrified. So I've, I've been married for 18 years in this July. And so it's been wow. many vacations. We've gone and gone, Hey, on the way, let's stop by this church. I want to see what they do. Uh, and she's, it's just the way it works. I think one time we drove to Florida and I listened to, uh, I think about 12 straight hours of preaching. And so it's, it's, it's good. And so I, I love to get to, uh, I love the church. I'm a bit of a church nerd in general. And so we'll love to sit and talk about church, uh, and how it looks and how it plays out. And so I love to get to do that. And so I've got a wife of 18 years, her name's Sierra, and then I have three kids, 14, 11, and then we have a COVID baby. That's two. And wow. so, okay. um, right on, so, man. so yeah, that was, uh, we have to remind ourselves children are a blessing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've had to do that a bunch. And so um, that was a, an interesting switch up. So ninth grade, sixth grade, and a preschool, a restart. So it's, right. it's good. A little gap there. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in the area. Uh, grew up in, uh, I, went, I graduated from Waterford Kettering High School. I uh, went to Grace Bible College in Grand Rapids. Okay. Um, no way, so me too. You did, really? Yeah. Okay. When did you graduate? So, uh, well, I went from 02 to 06, okay. and then I graduated in 14. So no uh, way, you can do dude. whatever you want with that. So I, <laughs> We would have crossed so, paths. I was at Grace uh, from 2013 to 2016. Okay, gotcha. I, yeah. I actually probably preached in chapel at that same time. No so, way, man. Yeah, so it's... I've. I played basketball over there, um, and so went over from 02 to 06, uh, had no intention to go to a Bible college or go to ministry, yep. and it's amazing how God was like, hey, I got a better path for you that you don't even know. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, and then met my wife there, um, got married in 05, and so the rest is history, and so got a lot of great friends, got a lot of great people yeah. over there. So now that's Grace Christian University. The Grace Christian University. I feel now. official now. So I like uh, Yeah, it. it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for a new diploma. They haven't sent me one yet. So, yeah, I don't. So. I think I'm going to hold my breath on that one. Yeah. But, so. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Small world. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy man. Yeah. That's did, you cool. have, did you have McGillicuddy? 
Uh, no, he wasn't there yet, but oh, I know okay. him. Yeah, see, he was pastoring in, I think, in Washington at yeah. that time, so he hadn't come back, he but was, I, I know him. Yeah, so. he's a he's a great guy, one of my favorite professors. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway. I, yeah, I, I, I preach through a couple of their, uh, their their camps and retreats now, so I'm going in nice. a couple of weeks to go to the West Coast to preach for their Very West cool. Coast Grace Youth Camp, so it's cool, good people. Uh, yeah. I love those people over there, so... Um, so, um, then actually, uh, didn't want to do ministry at all. And so it's really interesting how I think, uh, end up doing some sales for a couple of years and how God's like, all right, now I got something different for you. Um, so I ended up been doing ministry since 2008, the end of 2007, starting kids ministry, did a little student ministry. And, um, and so I just really fell in love with the gathering of the church. Uh, I love the gathering of the church. It's, it's super valuable. Um, for all people, um, whether people walked in a thousand times or one time, it's so valuable. I just, I love to get to plan and think and talk. Um, not necessarily go, okay, God, you have to do this. Cause I think sometimes we manip- try to manipulate that, that classic emotional manipulation, but very much so a, a process of going, all right, God, like we desire to worship and elevate you. Mm-hmm. We're a bunch, we're a bunch of broken people just going, God, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, singing, preaching, greeting, loving people. I, I hate performance uh, where people got to come in and sit and look hurt in a certain part, wear right. a suit. And it's just like, hey, come be you and and see what God has for you. Uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. But that's really, I love the gathering of the church. And so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a church nerd. So looking through and, and watched, I've watched thousands and thousands of gatherings, looked how gatherings are services or experiences to what other people call it. And so I, I love to get to talk through what those look like, and so um, just just thankful to be able to um, gather with the church. So awesome! I don't know if that was enough, but that's what I got. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump into our discussion. I want to okay. read for us from God's Word from the Book of Proverbs, Proverbs twenty one nineteen, one of my favorite proverbs. And this is what God's Word says: The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Let me read that again: The horse is made ready for the day of battle. But the victory belongs to the Lord. I love that proverb because God's called us to plan, to prepare, to set things in order as we trust him, that victory rests with him. And today we're talking about how to plan out gatherings and services. Uh, the Lord is present when we gather together at, as his church. And we're going to look at what it looks like and how do we do that effectively? What is involved in that? And how do we just honor God and all that we do uh, as we gather together and just what ideas uh, Caleb's going to help us see through this. So Caleb, <clears throat> glad you're here. How do you effectively plan a worship service and gathering? What would be like this, what do you call the steps? What does that look like? Yeah. So that's, it's a, it's a great question. I, I spent some time with my team uh, through text over the last couple of days uh, asking them this. It's a team about 14 people going, all right, if you had one, one thing you're going to tell them to do. And so I, I love seeing their answers and um, all the different them uh, harass one another. That's always fun. So, uh, so just, like, I can't believe you said that. Or let me say, and so, uh, but I would say the first and foremost thing we should do in planning a gathering is pray. I mean, that, that is first and foremost, God. God, what do you want to do? Um, we believe in the power of God. We believe in the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we believe that as the church. And so I think so many times we love to plan our own, like, man, I want to do this song, or I want to preach on this, or I want to do that, like, rather than going, God, what do you want me to do? And, and so I know that's I know that's very simple and basic, but I think it's something that we as pastors, we as the church, we as church service planners, um, very much just, okay, we get 
caught in the minutia of going, okay, I've got to plan this. We've got to think through this. All right, I'm going to work about, worry about that. And then rather than going, okay, God, I'm going to stop and pause. God, what do you want? God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And so I would say that first and foremost is where it's at. And then I, then I look and go, what, what are we trying to do in the gathering? What are you, what are you trying to do? Um, and so I believe details matter. Details are so valuable and important. Um, I, I have these discussions all the time. People say, "Are you a spirit-led church, or or not?" And it's a it's a first and foremost. I believe as a Christian, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So I'm in, at the very indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. like, like I, I always that gets me a little fired up. But we don't, that's a side <laughs> that's a side trail. So, but I love the concept of going. Okay, yeah. I'm sure, but guess what? The Spirit is a part of planning as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can think about, all right, God told Noah a hundred years before he had to build the ark. It took some planning, and it took some prep. It took some con- consistent discipline. And so um, I-, I feel like we almost put the Spirit into a spontaneous box, that it has to be spontaneous to be the Spirit rather than going, okay, God, uh, I prayed, now I'm planning out. I want you to be a part of what we're planning. And so... Those details matter, and so I really, uh, for me, we we sit down and we talk through um, what songs are going to be played, um, making sure not too new, not too old, trying to go on. Okay, how we're fitting that, but I try, we try to go who is who's sitting in the audience, who who what are we trying to do in the gathering, what kind of, um, and I feel like I'm stealing this from uh, Elevation Church is what kind of experience are we trying to create? But it's it, it's more than an experience because it's we realize it's life changing. And so I, I really think through that. And so me practically, I know um, it's a it's a hot button issue and talk through is that cl- balance of seeker sensitive or seeker driven or uh, who are you trying to reach in your planning of your gathering? I, I love the balance of being seeker sensitive because uh, ultimately we believe there's people in the seats that don't know Jesus that have never walked in the door before and going, okay, we're, we're straight up talking insider baseball or we're straight up um, all church speak and they have no idea what's going on. So me practically and personally like, okay, we realize there's people in there, but the target is the gathering of the church. The, the target is, is Christians gathering together and going, okay, what are we trying to do here? Uh, and, and figuring that out. And so I, I love thinking through that practically, um, Song wise, song choice wise, uh, involvement. Um, I, I love change in a gathering. <laughs> uh, some people don't like that. I, I very much, uh, I, when I first became the gathering pastor, I would constantly change up our chairs uh, really? just to mess with people because it dro- drove me nuts that people sit in the same seats every spot. And so, like, we're just going to change it because I don't like that people sit in the same spots. And just so we can mess with you to create a little, uh, a uh, little flare in your brain to go, oh, wait, something's different today. Good. Uh, and so I, I, we somehow have fallen into the liturgy as a church to go, our, our liturgy is lack of liturgy. <laughs> so I don't know. Some churches like, man, we do the same thing. We say we, we sing the same songs. We, we pray the same amount of prayers. We, we do all these things, which aren't bad. I'm not kicking any of that. But I would say as the gathering pastor of the river, um, that's a good descriptor. Good descriptor of what and what we do is our liturgy is is constantly changing. Not not uh, not the message, but the methods. Right. Okay. Right. That's 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 where I think churches get divided, and they get like a little spicy. Going okay, hey, uh, you're messing with the methods. Like 
like methods can change. I mean, we we've looked at that over the last what you can look at the last fifty years, you can last early nineties. Like you look, watch that change and 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 happen and going on. So, so we really walk through the the basic, going okay, what are these details? What are these transitions? What are these songs? Um, and what who are the people a part of that? And so, um, that that leads obviously some room for the spirit to lead. Like like I love planning. Uh, my, my right hand man, um, is a classic planner. His name's Mike Fox and he like is super planned and, and I love it. And so, um, but I also love to mix him up a little bit and go, Hey, we're going to switch this up and watch his face get a little red. Right. And like, what? And so it's, it's okay. And so working through those details is super valuable. And so I, I would say first prayer and then looking through what you're doing, um, every piece, make sure everyone's on the same page. It's it's like a marriage communication is valuable, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? And so everybody knows the the pastor gets up and preaches that has no idea what he's doing. Um, he just has his role. I rather like, hey, here's the details. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to go on. There's communication. This is when you're going to come up. This is your bumper video. This is your not bumper video. This yeah. is this is this is the process. You're going to see these lengths. So those details are super important. So. Okay. So I want to just go back to what you said, you know, when you, we, we, I think we forget about this as pastors and leaders, a lot, ministry leaders is that in our gatherings, when we come together for worship service, um, there should be unbelievers among us. Yep. Right. In the local church. Now the universal church, obviously you understand that you belong to Christ, you're sealed with the Holy spirit, you're a child of God, all of that stuff. But in Corinthians, first Corinthians 14, it's a passage that we always forget about. It says that unbelievers will be among you and, and will fall on your face their face and say, truly God is among you here, right? You know, like where they can experience God's power and presence when we are worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth the way we should and speaking his word, you know, and prophesying and speak that, which I take that as speaking God's truth, right? Mm -hmm. Not telling the future. Um, And so uh, it's something that we tend to forget. Well, we're not catering to unbelievers, um, you you you, you want to make sure that you're acknowledging that you know you're, it's like hey I'm not using language that is confusing to people I'm inviting people to see who Jesus is, and I'm just speaking God's truth. So, yeah. okay, um, you talk about the details, you know, talk about like execution and wild cards. Yeah, <laughs> so I I have a philosophy: you only are allowed one wild card in a gathering. Okay, so, what does that mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> so a wild card is somebody that's gonna throw the schedule off. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you do a child or baby dedication that can throw the schedule off a little, or you're going to do, uh, uh, something that the, the, the speaker struggles to stay in time or, uh, you know, they're going to add something or try like, those are okay. But you start adding three, four wild cards there, they'll start, it'll start getting chaotic and people won't know what's going on. And, and so I, I very much, uh, have a philosophy with my team, one wild card. One wild card, and a lot of the time it's the it's the our location pastors or it's the speaking pastor because you know it's cool. Like, hey, you feel led to to preach a little longer. You feel led to do an altar call. You feel led to do those different things. Awesome. Um, but you have like three or four people going, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a sermon. I'm going to do a testimony. I'm going to do this or that. You're going to go, oh crap, the schedule is gone. You yeah. know, and so um, and maybe that's just I'm a little anal when it comes to that, but I just really think. Very much like, all right, you're going to add these variables. Let's make sure the pieces are together because what you're trying to do is important, right? I mean, it's the planning of it is not just, okay, we're getting the church together. They're going to sing some songs. Guys get up and talk for 30, 40, 50, or in some cases a little bit more. 
and then people are going to leave. No, we're hoping for life-changing events to happen when the church gathers. I mean, we're two or more gathered. Christ is among us. We believe Jesus is there. We believe that we're lifting him up. We're elevating. We're singing about him. And so we hope everybody walking in the door is going, all right, wow, Christ is a part of what's happening and going on. That's more than just a, a simple feeling. It's, it's it's some facts with the Word of God, right? And uh-huh. so... Um, so I know execution is super, super valuable, uh, important. Um, and so making sure those uh, pieces are together. I, the environment is is another piece that is like you got a, you got a flashing light that's out. Um, that's going to be a distraction, right? <laughs> like we've, we've all had it. I mean, we like yeah, distractions are a part. Um, and so and some churches go extreme on that um, and like they're trying to. Uh, plan and prepare every single moment or almost manufacture a movement of God, as weird as that sounds. like, And I'm not kicking anybody. Like, it's cool. I feel like you're, you're called to that. But, like, um, there's a balance of authenticity of, of who you are. Somebody walks in the door. Authenticity is super valuable. You're not being something you're not. Um, but those those that environment, somebody walks through experiences from the stage or from the parking lot or from a greeter when somebody's walking through the door, those are all details that matter. Right, signage is 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 super valuable. You have a guest, and you're going. I have no idea where I'm at. Like, what what are we gonna do? And so I, I really, uh, I think Andy Stanley says create that irresistible irresistible environment. Um, and so, um, I, I don't love uh, everything that Andy Stanley does, but I love creating an environment that goes okay. All right, I have to make sure that when somebody walks in or drives in our parking lot. There is from start to finish, not just um, just a performance, but okay. There is a a plotting track that we're trying to take them through with kids ministry or for nursery or for different areas, and so going. Okay, what what does that look like? Uh-huh. And so thinking through that and th- and being okay, and so realizing okay, I'm I'm not I'm not Elevation Church. I'm not I'm I'm not North Point. I'm not some of these churches. We don't have those uh, facilities, but. Still creating a authentic engagement with somebody who goes, oh wait, these people care, these people love me, these people are praying for me, these people know that. Oh wait, I'm just not some guy that they 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 take for granted. Like there's a value point in that, and so I, I really think thinking through that, and I wish churches, the Church of God, would do that a little bit better. Not just going, okay, so sit in the seat. Well, you'll fit in when you fit in. Rather than going, being intentional about that is super valuable. Well, I, yeah, and I agree with you. Like you, I love visiting other churches because I don't get to do it very often. Yeah. So when we go on vacation, we're going to town, I get to do it. And I want to send my friends to their home church. And I was like, and I try not to go, I'm, I'm here to worship. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I remember walking in and we had kids, we had four kids and uh, no one greeted us. And we're like, hey, how do we check our kids in? And it's like, I'm a church I'm a church expert, right? You know what I mean? Like, I've been going to church for a long time. I'm a yeah. pastor. I, like. I, I know my way around churches and I was like, I have no idea where to go with my children. Like, can you help me? And I had to find somebody and they're like, Oh, I don't know either. Let me see if I can find somebody. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a really poor experience, right? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. And then it took them a long time. And then it, 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 we had to walk in which whatever. And then we went to service. And if you talk about not planning gathering, it was not planning a gathering. All the music was really dreary and like, man, did somebody like remind them that Jesus is alive here? <laughs> like the very good, but like no cohesion, co- co- like nothing 
cohesive. And then it was like announcement. And then another person's like, Oh, I got another announcement. And then it was a testimony. And then like this guy got up. He's like, Oh, I don't really have a lot of time because of all this other ones. So his message was short. And he's like, and then one other lady wanted to bring up an announcement. I was like, are you kidding me? I just felt like it was an announcement. And and I told my friends, like if I was like, does this happen a lot? They're like, yeah, it's a little frustrating. I was like, if they just had five minutes to plan out, you would eliminate so much of these things. Like what, you know, what is that? But I'll, I'll, I'll never forget walking away from that. I was like, that is why you need to plan out what's going to happen because if you don't, it just falls off the rails. Yeah. So. There's plenty of things you can do. I think planning center is a fantastic thing. Yeah. We use planning center, Put, putting details in planning center, not just going, okay, there's not bullet points, but like, Hey, this is when you're going to transition. This is how long this father's day video is. You'll know those pieces. Yeah. So you're not just, okay. Um, <laughs> announcement. So we, <laughs> some people may think this is overboard, but that's okay. Uh, so I, I very much try to anybody that's doing announcements, the announcements are in, Prior, uh, I limit them by like one or two max. Uh, we don't pass the microphone around so people can do announcements. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, and who's ever doing them knows, all right, you're going to have to practice this. You need to, like, you, this is prepared. Like, you, this is a great way to influence. I think so many times as a, as a student pastor or, or a deacon or somebody that gives gets up and does announcements, whomever it is, they almost think, oh, this is not that important. I'm like, no, you are the connection point. You are now the face as much as somebody sitting in those seats, you bring your family and you're going to go talk to that person right afterwards. And so I, I very much, I, I have walked through like, Hey, I told a guy one time, he goes, he, he was, <laughs> was terrible. He, he says, um, he's, he's practicing. He goes, man, I'm really excited to be here. And I had to tell him, tell your face that, uh, you're like, you're like, he's like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Like tell that's your face good. that like, like, you, you, your, ver- your words, your sounds, but your face looked like, Oh my gosh, I am terrified to be up here. Or, I'm not that excited. Like you said, like Jesus rose again. We are victorious. Like this is the church gathered until he comes back again. Like goodness gracious, let's, let's, let's do something with it. And so, um, yeah, that's a, it's a, I love that. Super important. Yeah. I had that ones with a guy doing announcements. He wanted to do a special thing. So we made, we made a game a minute and a half and he I was like, you got to practice. And he practiced like, I can't do under three. I was like, if you ever want to get up again, you're going to get under. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. if you ever want to do it again, like there's going to be this time. You exactly. Know I mean? exactly. This is what's allotted for it and, uh, and, and whatnot. So yeah, our staff has a statement. Um, it's Caleb's bench. And mm-hmm. so like, if you, you constantly, uh, do some things, you may end up on the bench. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I don't know it. if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> All right. So as we talk about this, you know, obviously the Holy spirit is at work and he's part of the planning. He's gather. you know, when we gather together, his power's there. When we're, we're lifting high Jesus, we're worshiping in spirit and truth. How do you balance being led by the Holy Spirit and planning well? That's I think that's a really important question. Yeah, I, I, that is that ultimately is something that I think all churches, all followers, all planners need to think through. And that's that's why you start with prayer. I mean, that's it's okay, God. I want you to be a part of every decision, every thought. I want you to remove some of those things. I mean, we've all planned gatherings and gone. Yeah, that was that was me. I, I wanted that, or I that was my a bit of my flesh going. Man, I thought that song would be great. Uh, and so I, that balance is such a fine line, but ultimately going, okay, God, I need your leading, your guiding. I mean, we as Christians, we we believe we are led by the Spirit, and so prayer is a part of that, and and looking through and thinking, okay, somebody else may be led by the Spirit on my team that may input what we're doing. 
And so not just being hard-headed to go, okay, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And so I very much love uh, cooperation through that, thinking through that. If you have a, a small staff, you're sitting here and go, man, I'm a pastor and I have a part-time worship leader. And get together once a week at a lunch and go, okay, what are we doing? Let's pray through what we're doing in this gathering to go, okay, God, you lead today. Um, and you know those details. You're planning them out. But in the moment, you're not um, you're not hard-headed to go, no, this is what the schedule says. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's uh, – I, I, I don't know. We, this has been a discussion a lot with a couple of our pastors. Uh, the classic altar calls or calling people forward to prayer and, and all those different things. I, I don't like doing that every week. And some people are like, uh, why don't you do it every week? I, I personally, I think we make it a religious exercise or build it out of empty repetition. And so, go, you know, the same people are saying, like, I love a little more spontaneity going, okay, God, what do you have? I want to know, I, as a speaker, as a preacher, I want to know, okay, in that moment, it's not in the schedule, but I feel like, all right, God, you want me to do this, and I know you're working. And, and have I missed at times? 100%. You're like, okay, but I don't know what God's doing in someone's heart in the seats or um and then you then you see God doing some incredible things. And so you're not not manufacturing that. Uh, that it, I think for so many times churches go, okay, all right, we're gonna plan a movement of God today. Revival. Revival happened. Like, May eleventh, May eighteenth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wish it was that easy. Uh-huh. I, man, man, we would be church experts to the. We'd be writing all these books and flying around on private jets. So, <laughs> so no, it's it's okay, God. What do you, what do you have? And so I, I that balance of okay, spirit led. Okay, being open to what God has, yeah. even in the moment, but being detailed, planned out. Um, and balancing that. And so, I mean, God is not the author of confusion. Yeah. Like we, we think in that chaotic moment, like, no, there is some moments where you just feel the leading of the Holy Spirit leading you to do something. As a, as a pastor, as a, as a Christian, you know it. Can you share one of those with me? Sure, sure. I I, I actually shared yesterday. Um, uh, this is terrible to even admit out loud. So I, I preached a message uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, this is probably the antithesis of, of the leading of God's Spirit. And so... Uh, it's, I'll give you both sides. So I preached the message a couple weeks ago and I, I don't know, I just felt like, you know, you get down preaching, you're like, oh man, I just nailed that. I, I nailed it. I felt like I preached it. It's one of my better messages in a while. Like, awesome. So, and I, I get to the lobby and this lady looks at me and goes, I didn't hear a word you said. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> all right, God. Like, so I get done preaching yesterday and a guy comes up to me and goes, yesterday's message was, it was fine. I was like, I was very teaching. It was, we preached on uh, 144,000 and the two witnesses. So okay, I'm like, oh my gosh, you. like tough, tough, disputed topics and all the different dynamics. Guy comes up to me in tears. And goes, Man, I just felt like the Holy Spirit led you to step right into my life today. Um, and through your words, I'm like, oh my gosh, the power of God. Like, it's amazing. We think so much we control it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I did. Like, no, like, I, it's just, this is not, this is not me. And so I, I very much, I, I don't do consistent altar calls or a prayer. We do offer prayer every time after every gathering opportunity. But like, I, I mean, a few weeks ago, I, I offered prayer and there's 40, 50 people at an altar just, and then I, what it was so awesome. Um, we don't really have an altar. We have a, kind of a front of the stage. And so they're, they're, they're on a cement floor, honestly, there's no carpet. And so, uh, people are praying and I'm watching people in the church just lay their hands on them and pray with them too. And you're going, wow. Like I, I didn't plan that. I didn't tell these people like, Hey, move as soon as they move. It literally is like, okay, you want to pray? Great. You let's do this. Let's be authentic. 
Let's be authentic. Like, there's no faking. I, that's probably my largest pet peeve when it comes to a gathering. I, I just don't like fake. It, it drives me nuts. Um, I feel like that's historically it, it, it repels the world. It repels um, non-Christians. It repels. Um, I, and I think that's what people are looking for out, come out of COVID, an authentic walk with Christ. Like, this, nobody's, nobody's perfect here. Nobody's got it all together. Not the guy, even the guy preaching. We're striving to look like Jesus just like you are. And so that authentic walk, and you watch the power of God working through people and leading them to pray over people, and it's just creating an environment that going, okay, well, I didn't plan that. I wish I would have because <laughs> it would have been really, really good to plan, but I watched I watched God do some great things. And so, I, I, I mean, you know, as we probably can sit and talk about those for hours, oh, the God movement moments where you were – I don't know if I should say even surprised. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But I was surprised. Like, man, I didn't expect that. But it was cool to say, "Wow, God, that was incredible." Yeah, Amen. We we uh, value prayer. It's one of our core values. Power of prayer, and we so we we, we bathe everything in prayer. We want to seek the Lord. We gather together. You know, worship pastor. Give people a lot of freedom. But hey, here's here's the messages. Here's what we're doing, and gets that organized. We talk about it. We always do a program meeting uh, on like Tuesday the week the week off to go over stuff. Um, but but we don't want to be too polished, yeah. you know. It's like we're we're just people, and we're just we're looking for God to move, and we want to just lift Jesus high. And uh, a couple weeks ago was one of my favorite things is is our power went out for the music during the song, yeah. one of the songs, and uh, and no one missed the beat. Like it was just like acoustic, and the mic wasn't even working or anything. But yeah, the whole congregation was just singing and standing in worship, and it was like the mo- it was way more powerful than anything you could ever imagined. And it was like uh, everyone kind of looks back on that uh, as like man. That that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Just the voices of all that, um, of just everyone just worshiping God, you yeah. know, without any anything going on. Yeah. And so it was just like some of those spontaneous things that come on. Uh, we do that with baptism. So we have people with baptized, but we always say, hey, the, the tub's open. You know, yeah. the water's warm. We got clothes here. We got towels here. We got an elder down here. If, if you want to come get baptized, just do a quick interview. Um, and we get people up there. And last time we did that on Easter, we had a guy who was incarcerated um, a couple weeks before he got out and uh, trusted in Christ. And he got baptized, shared some of his testimony. It was it was pretty it was powerful. That's right? awesome. You know yeah. what I, mean? I baptized a guy two weeks ago in his in his blue jeans. So it was crazy. <laughs> he was probably like, "Hey, we do the same thing. Open up." Uh, this uh, teenage girl got baptized, and then this guy he he comes up to me, goes, "Hey, I want to get baptized." I'm like, "All right, you know Jesus as your savior," and we walked through that what that process like it. He jumped in his. I was like, we, "You can change in shorts real quick, nah." And so he jumps in jeans. I'm like, "Wet jeans." There's nothing worse in life. No, 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 no. chafing. Yeah. Yes. 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 that's good. I love it. Yeah, those are the best moments. All right. So when you uh, maybe this is I don't know if this is a controversial question, but um, just to make sure we understand it, like, who was your target when planning, and what does that what does that even mean? Yeah. So I this is a. It's a really great conversation to walk through as your staff. Like, who is sitting in your seats? What is your target? Um, Like, if you have an older congregation, you may not target them strategically with a plan. Like, like what, what does it look like? Uh, like they, they fit that. That doesn't mean like feeding to somebody's needs, like, or like, okay, I have to fill what they want. Like, no, there is leading and directing and guiding for the, but like, you're not, we're not going to go, okay, hey, 
I have a I have a group of eighties and nineties or seventies and eighties and we're gonna we're gonna have a light show and we're gonna we're gonna plan with some haze and we're gonna uh these songs, man, we are gonna <laughs> open with electric and Purple you're going, haze. Exactly. You're like, <laughs> okay, that just didn't didn't connect with that crowd. And like yeah, you gotta think who's sitting in your seats. You gotta think, okay, what are they doing? Uh, I believe every church um every church gathering targets to something or someone. I, I believe that. You look and go well, we, we target to everybody. Well, you're lying to yourself. You, you, you have a feel in the gathering. And so um, if it's if it's if it's somebody from 30 to 40 or if it's it's 50s, I mean, you, you're knowing who you're targeting and who you're who is sitting in the seats, what you're trying to do and in strategy, in planning, in signage, in kids ministry, in parking, all those things. And those those are realities. And so I think as a pastor, you think, OK, who are we who are we targeting here? Um, and, and so I, I believe personally, you should target the church first and foremost. Um, but okay, who are we targeting in these seats? And so, um, I have a, a simple and stupid, maybe it's not stupid. I don't know. It's a very simple, uh, like a, like equation that I think through, I always try to go for like for an Easter gathering. I try to go, okay, um, we're going to open with something bigger that is, is attractive and people are like, Wow, I can't believe you perform. Now, there's a reality to that. Like, we, we are praising Jesus. There is a part of that. Okay, we are elevating and lifting up. And so you're trying to grab people's attention. And I, then I try to get a couple songs that people will sing. Like, the church just belts out because it is an environmental piece. Like, uh, man, these, it is Resurrection Day, or it is, it's every Sunday we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. So you're like, man, this is, and then I, I always try to put in something that's older. You're like, like a, an older hymn or something, it can be brought a little newer. But I think as, as a kid, you may have been brought to church by your grandparents and you you haven't come in 20 years and you go, man, I remember that song. And there's a connection point. There's a little nostalgia in that. And so um, those pieces, you look and go, okay, where are we going? Like, are, are we are we taking some, somebody on this journey in a gathering, in an hour or an hour and a half or hour, however long you plan? Like, I mean, you go Craig Rochelle, 60 minutes on the nose. Like, he preaches 35. He, they got the songs. Like they, or you can go, hey, we're, we're going to go a little longer, right? And so we're planning that out to take people somewhere in this. And so the tighter you can get, I think, um, it, it's it, it, the continuity from song to, to, to message um, to, to song and, and all those different pieces are super valuable. And, and, and I think... For me, I look and go. That target is um, is specific for sometimes, but knowing who's sitting in the seats, how am I going to connect with them, and where am I taking them? Mm. So, okay, I like that. Well said. Um, last question here: What are things that you've learned over the years? <laughs> uh, everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. When's the book coming out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I can give you a, plenty of mistakes. That's that's the reality. And so, uh, I think. The first and foremost thing is knowing you're not in control. Mm. I mean, that is the, I, I, I'm a bit of a control freak. Okay. Not a bit. I'm a control freak. Um, and so being a control freak, you want to control how everyone responds, hears, sees, feels like, and the reality is you're not in control. Like it's God's, it's his. I mean, that's, that's the reality. Don't try to take his worship. Don't try to, I, I, that's what I love. I mean, <laughs> when Jesus is entering the city, like, the, the Pharisees are telling like, hey, like tell these people to shut up. They're they're we'll pray. He's like, hey, if they don't start singing, the rocks are gonna cry out. Like, mm-hmm. like that. I love that picture because Jesus is like, no, no, this is this is for me. This is worship of me. And so I I very much like I, I try to 
I mean, keep the main thing. The main thing is Jesus. And so that's, that is a, a learned piece um, as, as, as first and foremost. I think some other things like, all right, what, what, what um, the collaboration of team um, is super important. So I have a team of about 14 people. We meet every Tuesday. Um, that's eight locations. And we, we plan through, talk through um, evaluation. What worked? Um, I, I very much am a proponent for taking swings, okay. trying things. There's nothing wrong with trying something. Man, that did not work. Um, like, it just didn't work. Um, <laughs> trying to think of some things. There's plenty of them. <laughs> but, like, it just didn't work. And But trying things. And so thinking through that and going, all right, what what are we doing? And, and thinking through that. And so learning and growing on um, trying things in a gathering and knowing that some things aren't going to work, some things are going to work. Um, so I was thinking, like, Jesus, collaboration with the team, like you're if you're sitting, you're listening to this and you're only a pastor you don't have a team like pull some people in the gathering pull some people in your church go hey what are you seeing in the seats what are you feeling when you walk in um get an older person get a younger person get some perspective to really truly evaluate that's what i think we don't do well as churches is evaluate what actually works like really unpack like oh man that didn't work um we we do that i do that every week um I very much try to do that in my preaching. I try to do that in um, songs of work, thinking through that, talking through that, uh, and taking a real look at it. Self-evaluation, church evaluation, um, and, and I know there's other pastors that could help you with that. I mean, that's not, it's not, you're not by yourself on that. And so I, just, I wrote down a couple of other things. We, I would say, um, I was, it was funny. I was texting with my team and, Somebody's like, hey, make sure the songs fit. I go, what does that actually mean? <laughs> so they're like, it's just picking songs on key that the keys match and making sure those details are a part of them. I, that's the one thing that is different than I am. Many many gathering directors or, or service directors of churches um, are, are musicians. I'm not a musician. So I'm, I'm not a musician, never been a musician. I'm an athlete. Uh, always been. It's just the way it is. Uh, and so, but I, but I, I understand feel. I understand kind of just presentation. Uh, I did sales. And so I understand a little bit of what that looks like as well. Um, and I obviously can tell you when something's in tune, not out of tune, all those keys and all things. But um, that is a, uh, been a super valuable asset for me because I don't ever plan a gathering that I sing in. That's never meant like if I do, somebody needs to to shut it down or let me go. So, <laughs> so like I was like, no, it's like I don't I don't sing, so it's never been like, oh, you're planning. It's like, nah, it's not about me. I don't I don't have to think about that. And so yeah. that's that's super valuable when I get my team together and um, <laughs> thinking through. Okay, it's, it's, I'm never gonna sing any of these songs, even in we're working on writing some stuff right now with our team, um, and it's been fun. To, to just dive into God's word and cause it's just singing scripture is super valuable part oh, yeah. of that. And so it's just, I, I love that, but it's great to go, man, I'm writing this. Like I'll never sing this from a stage, which is cool. Like, cause nobody ever needs to hear me sing it from a stage. maybe in the shower at home or something like that. That's, that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah. So that's, that's where it's at. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Caleb, any other insights you'd like to share with us? Man, I think we could sit and talk for hours and hours um, on the gathering of the church. Um, 
I, like I said at the beginning, I love the gathering with the church. I love gathering. Um, it's super valuable. It's, I mean, sadly, you watch what they say, uh, the average church attendance is for a Christian is one out of four weeks right now. I think mm. Barna Group has just did something. I read an article. Yes. Like, one out of four. And so you're thinking like 25% of the time. And now they're saying even one out of three Christians don't even attend the gathering of the church. And so you're going, what? That's crazy. What, what, what are we doing? Like there's a there's a discarding of the gathering of the church like at an immense rate. Post-COVID, you've watched people slide down the bench a little bit. Yeah. There were creasters that are like you don't see them anymore. And then people that you're like, these people are in. Now they're creasters. Like you see them a couple times a year or when something is, is a death or an issue or in their life. And you've watched and you're going, man, what happened to the value of the church? I mean, I mean, forsaking the assembly together, like what we're watching we these things. Yeah, Bring it home. We're, I'm not going to preach at the people, but that's what, like, that's what we're at. That's what's happening right now. And so going on. And so what's the sad part about it is the value, devaluing of the gathering of the church is, mm-hmm. is an epidemic. And we're watching people with a record wide loneliness and like isolation. We'll figure. I, I can't figure out the connection point. Like, right. like, and so for me, I just look and go, man, if the church will be the church as we're gathered, not, not performance-based, not going, okay, I got to sit, but no, really, truly seeking an act or a movement of God. When we gather, we'll see these, we'll see people go, wow, there's, there's a change and we'll see salvations. We'll see, sal- mm-hmm. we'll see baptisms. We'll see all that. And I think it's not getting caught in the the balance. We know we talked. We spent plenty of time today talking about the, the balance of going. All right. Well, I've got to I've got to plan out those details, but I don't I don't want to overplan God. But no, there's planning in it. There's prep. There's thought. There's like if a pastor gets him and doesn't plan his message, I think he's doing wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like 100%. you're doing. You're not honoring God's word. Yeah. Like you're not honoring God. But what's the difference in a worship leader? Or, or somebody doing announcements or or a greeter thinking through, okay, like, hey, I'm going to shake people's hands and this is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think through that. And so that is all prep and going, okay, God, ultimately we want your blessing, your guidance, because we believe the gathering of the church brings power. Yeah. We believe we, – we, we can watch people be saved. We can watch the testimonies of God do incredible things. We, we could – do 10 more podcasts probably talking about that, right? Yeah. Uh, and so watch people repent of their sins and be saved and watching some of these things. And so um, so ultimately I look and go, man, I, I hope the church as a whole values the gathering um, because it's God-ordained, God-created, God-planned. And for us to go, all right, well, let's 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 honor God with what we do, everything that we do. And so, um, and we can spend a lot more time on that. Sorry, I ranted. No, I ranted a little bit. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Appreciate it. Yeah, I want to thank you for your time for coming out for all that you share. Um, and obviously, you know, prayer, 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 prayer. That's like the number one. 100%. As we look to the Lord, we should depend on Him. The horse prepared for battle, but the victory rests with the Lord. Amen. Uh, let me sign off here. Uh, Streamers is a production of Barnabas Ministries. You can learn more at Barnabas Ministries. M I. Dot O-R-G. That's Barnabas Ministries, M-I dot O-R-G. If you find this podcast helpful, we encourage you to rate it, leave a review, or tell a friend. It allows us to get God's word out to more and more people, and we would be grateful if you did. We release an episode every Monday morning, Stream Roots, drawing deep from the living water of God's word. <laughs>